Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank. Hi, I'm Drost, and welcome to another episode of Making Bank. Today's guest is Ed On, aka Jack Alpha in Discord. Ed is on the core team at Bankless Japan, part of the IMN or International Media Nodes at Bankless DAO. He also works on Wonderverse.xyz and WonderCommunities.com. Wonder builds the Wonderverse, which is collaboration tooling for Web3 communities to manage projects, proposals, and grants seamlessly in one place. Ed studied civil engineering, so he's a bridge builder in the literal and metaphorical sense. Just prior to getting into Web3, he worked as a Web2 product manager. A few months ago, he co-presented with Yuki, that's Yuki underscore XYZ, during Biddle Week, a hackathon at ETH Denver in Colorado. And he was recently in Japan, attending Dow Tokyo and ETH Tokyo, where he met up with fellow Dow contributors, including a few of our bankless friends. Hi, Ed. Welcome to Making Bank. Thanks for having me, Tros. Well, it's been a couple months now. It's hard to believe we were just talking about that before we started recording. It's already been like three months since we had a chat over a beer. Yeah, it's been it's been a while, but uh, you know, I I think uh, they say that you know it's it's always the the, the quality, not quantity of time you spend together as good friends. <laughs> yeah, speaking of good friends, you just uh, were with a um, friend of mine uh, through the same space, Bankless DAO and, and Web three and stuff, and that is Alan Bryce, who lives in Japan. Uh, he was also at ETH Tokyo and DAO Tokyo. Yeah, can't believe it. We we uh, you and I met three months ago, and then uh, a month after that, uh, I met Alan. I know that uh, you've been meaning to introduce us, and because uh, I told you I was going to Dow Tokyo, and you said, "Hey, like Alan uh, is living in Osaka, maybe uh, you know you guys could connect." And uh, we we got connected at, at Dow Tokyo, uh, but then I promised uh, that I would visit him uh, the next time I was in his uh, area, and uh, and I did, and I had such a great time spending the whole day with him. Oh, that's cool. You guys are both into photography, too. I think that's correct, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, I, I think I think Alan much more so than than myself. Uh, I would I would consider myself not even an amateur photographer. I like to call myself just a person with a camera, uh, and I like taking photos. <laughs> we talked about that too. A GWC, a guy with a camera. <laughs> so you you have a background as a civil engineer, and then, like I said, as a, a product manager in Web two. You've been in this for a little bit now. I'm wanting to say maybe two years, because haven't you been with Wonderverse or Wonder yeah. for about a year and a half now? I'm, I think I've got my day. Yeah, right. actually, now that uh, yeah, like we, we talked about, like time passes by. Um, yeah, I've been with Wonder for probably about a year and a half, and um, I've I've been sort of in this space for about two years now. All right. So yeah, what uh, what brought you over? What made you want to look elsewhere? Uh, so so it was actually uh, less about the technology, more about the the way things are organized. Um, so it, in my in my previous life, I was a Web two PM uh, in Samsung. Uh, it's very traditional. You can imagine a very traditional uh, Korean uh, company that's extremely hierarchical, very centralized, uh, and uh, a lot of the decisions were made from HQ uh, and uh, headquarters in in uh, Suwon. A lot of the decisions were just pushed from HQ to the local subsidiaries to execute, but um, there was not very much autonomy uh, for for the local subsidiaries to make decisions on their own. 
even though like the uh, decisions made no sense from a local context. And so I, I, I kind of got frustrated with that and I had decided to leave Samsung and to look for something that's more, I guess, the opposite, uh, something that's like decentralized, has a lot of autonomy. Um, but another theme uh, for my entire career was like helping others find things that they're passionate about. Um, I used to run like career workshops uh, for my friends to like help them suss out like, hey, like, what are you really passionate about and how do you get there? And so just like kind of knowing those two things, um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's uh, one of the early members of Orange Dow in, in Orange Fund. And he was telling me like, hey, you know what, you should check out something called DAOs, uh, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. Um, and I said like, okay, like, well, what is that? Uh, he said, it's a very decentralized way of making decisions, like groups that you have a lot of autonomy, uh, participate in discussions and community building. Uh, and, and develop like relationships with others. And those are things I, I feel really strongly about. As, as you described it, I feel like I'm a literal but metaphoric bridge builder because I love uh, building relationships and meeting new people. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, you should check out this specific project called Wonderverse. Um, they help teams uh, better coordinate uh, so that they can achieve their goals. And uh, he's like, Here, here's a link to their Discord server. Uh, you know, go check it out. And uh, I haven't looked back since ever joining that uh, that Discord server. Well, that's cool. You know, as, as I was kind of looking at, at what your background is and then digging into a little bit about um, Wonder and the Wonderverse um, product, I'm familiar with some of these other coordinating, um, whether on the Web 2 side or Web 3, that, you know, they all have their strengths and weaknesses and, and we're all trying to figure these things out. But Wonder or Wonderverse seems to me that it directly speaks to some of those things that you would want to solve for with reducing friction. And, and I also noticed that you can share workspaces across organizations and create ad hoc work groups and things like that, which, which seems like it, um, it really speaks to the nature of what we're trying to do is, is quickly bring teams together, bring birds of a feather, like-minded people together, maybe different skill sets or uh, common sets of problems or challenges across different organizations and maybe bring a work group together that's trying to solve the same thing. And that's right. Yeah, I, I think the philosophy um, behind Wonderverse was just, you know, like, how, how do you make uh, Web3 more collaborative, and how do you make it easy for folks to uh, contribute to projects? Um, and anywhere from, you know, like, uh, I, I guess the, the the way I think of it is there's three groups uh, of people uh, inside a project. There's the core team, there's uh, core contributors, and then there's community members. My journey in Wonderverse um, started, like, joining a Discord server. I just, like, reached out to um, Andros, uh, one of the co-founders uh, on Discord, uh, when it only had about 50 people. And you said like, hey, uh, I, I learned about your project through my friends. Um, I'd love to learn more about your vision for what you're building um, because I'm really interested in helping people find you know, projects that they're passionate about and to contribute to. Uh, and we hopped on a call. Uh, I had really good vibes uh, with, with Andros and I stayed on in the server and started contributing to discussions. Um, and I also took a very like proactive uh, approach uh, in terms of like, hey, like I think that the server needs to map out a process for onboarding. So I just went about doing that. And I reviewed it with the Wonderverse team and they're like, hey, th thank you so much. That's actually great. Um, and here's, you know, some reward for, for creating something. Um, you know, feel free to continue like working permissionlessly. And I kind of I kind of did that uh, over the course of uh, six months. Um, so just like contributing more and more. Um, and from there, I became like a regular contributor. And then finally, after six months of contributing to the Wonderverse, I became head of partnerships uh, for, for the project. And uh, I guess like the, the project is really just built to mirror that, um, that journey. Um, so anyone from 
uh, community member uh, who just first joined your Discord server uh, or Telegram chat um, can you know slowly contribute and slowly transition into like a core contributor or even like, a part of the core team. So yeah, like it's it's all about like how do you make this Web three space uh, a bit more collaborative so that people can work together to. Um, you know, push forward the objectives of projects that they're passionate about. Yeah, I remember listening to, um, was it uh, Adam, who you work with at Wonderverse? And you and Adam mm-hmm. were right. on Just Dow It, um, Adam Miller's, not a different Adam, so Adam, who you work with, was on <laughs> Adam Miller's <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's a very confusing po- uh, podcast <laughs> because whenever I said Adam, you know, it's kind of like, which, which one am I referring to? Yeah, somehow it worked out when I was listening to it. But um, yeah. but Adam is really into your Adam, the one you work with at at, at Wonder. Um, he was yeah. pretty funny, and he, and he said, you know, most software as a service applications are just trying to replace Excel, and and that's true. I mean, we see a lot of a lot of tools out there that, or we see now a lot of things basically have a, a variations on a Kanban board with status and assignees and all that. But but you know, where do you go from there? So you can go down the list of things: Asana, Notion. I'm, I'm not going to list them all, of course, but some of the names that come to mind. And in Web3, you hear a lot of people using D-Work, and I hear about D-Work. And Wonderverse and D-Work have some similarities. I haven't really used either one, truthfully. Um, I use Notion quite a bit. I'm playing around with Charmverse. Um, it does a really nice Notion import. Um, uh, Kaidao over at Supercluster Labs, I believe, is working on... Um, uh, some tooling that that lets you uh, do permissioning within Notion and kind of be a bridge between Web two and Web three. There's all kinds of tools out there, and I'm just wondering, um, not to put you on the spot, but where does Wonder kind of position itself or find itself in the sea of all of those collaboration tools? I think what we do really well is um, we're really trying to mirror the uh, the typical decision making process. For, for DAOs, um, but I, I mean, overall, like just digital communities um, in a sense that um, the, the core product, uh, which we which we kind of have two products now, we have like the Teams product and the Communities product. The Teams product is is what most people know, uh, which is the coordination, uh, uh, coordination tool. Um, so uh, it serves the end-to-end process of um, how communities can create proposals, um, community members can vote on it, um, participate in discussions around proposals, and then turn that proposal into internal uh, workflow or external workflow, like if you want to, you know, engage uh, external members outside of your team, um, which also again seamlessly uh, integrates with like building reputation on chain uh, and getting and getting rewards for work completed. Um, and then recently, uh, we started building uh, something called Wonder Communities uh, product, um, and that product is um, solving. Because earlier I mentioned there's there's kind of like three groups of uh, users usually. There's like the core team members, there's the core contributors, and community members. I think the Wonder uh, Teams product is really good for uh, core team members and core contributors uh, because you know you're already uh, familiar with the workflow. Um, you know exactly what you need to do. You know the skill sets of folks. Um, you, you might already know them in person as well uh, or in real life. Um, but there's still a gap of uh, when someone first joins your your Discord server uh, and you know, like, how do I participate? Um, I was just thinking back to like my own journey, um, participating, uh, joining a Discord server, and then reaching out to folks uh, to say like, hey, how can I help? So we created this uh, Wonder Communities product uh, where it's a Discord bot, um, which will then create uh, things like onboarding quests or ongoing quests or one-off quests. Uh, Quests being just a combination of one or more tasks um, that you can assign folks. Um, And the idea is that 
um, when someone first joins that Discord server, they can call up an onboarding quest and they can go through all the steps that are necessary to get on-ramped onto a project. And so once you kind of like get onboarded um, and also participate in uh, ongoing activities and engagement, then you're more likely to turn into a regular contributor because you feel like you're part of the project. And core team members uh, have a better sense of like uh, what someone has gone through, like in terms of onboarding, uh, participation in activities. And they might want to identify um, the, the most engaged folks in their community uh, to you know, transition them into a core contributor. Um, by having that sort of like onboarding process um, or engagement process inside Discord, um, then it reduces the um, chances of a drop-off uh, of someone first joining Discord and you're asking them like, hey, uh, check, uh, please go to this other uh, platform to sign up for quests or like activities to get onboarded. Um, by having like a Discord bot, um, then everything is in one place. Uh, and so it reduces the chance of drop-off but it, it immediately exposes your entire community to um, the same things uh, all at once without needing to to leave Discord. Okay, help me understand if I'm positioning this correctly. Yeah. And it looks to me, I wonder communities is really geared toward onboarding new contributors, and then Wonderverse is really more of the uh, professional mode, if you will, of right. contribution and all of that. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I hadn't even heard of it before we started talking about it today and, and doing a little bit of research. Oh, yeah, this, this is definitely yeah. alpha for the podcast. Yeah, this is super, super cool looking. I mean, I, I've heard of and I've seen some Discord bots that try and help people navigate through threads and channels and present onboarding documents and, and try and, and make it a little easier for people to get onboarded. And it is still a hairball, I got to say. <laughs> Discord is not the friendliest uh, onboarding platform out there, hence all these tools that are trying to make it easier for people. Um, and then having a more pro platform to graduate to, if you will, so you don't have to completely switch tools and all of that. And then also, just as I was looking through the the docs, that you have integrations with GitHub, you can do task import from Notion, and you can create yep. pods or, or basically temporary ad hoc groups of contributors that can work together yep. on things. And those, those can be pod specific. Also, you can handle proposal flow. So you can go from soft to formal uh, or social to formal consensus from idea draft, last call, and then vote and execute, which I guess um, you are inspired by that from LivePeer. But part of that I wanted to, to key on was that these are some really great use cases. Um, for example, social tokens. You can I noticed that you can pretty much integrate any social token uh, to use it then for voting and so on to make decisions inside the app. That, that's all correct. Yeah, I, I, uh, if if you were able to um, present sort of like soft soft consensus um, as well as um, integrating with like snapshot, then um, you're able to do like a temperature check uh, inside the community. Uh, we we were very intentional about making it a blind vote uh, so that you don't know who voted for what inside inside Wonder. The idea is that, you know, you don't have someone influential, you know, voting one way and then suddenly everyone's like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to vote the same way. Um, this way, uh, people can can vote uh, based on like, you know, what, what they think the merits are for a proposal. Um, but if something does call for it, you can just export that proposal uh, to Snapshot and uh, leverage any sort of voting strategies you have set up in your Snapshot space for, for the voting. Okay, great. Uh, anything else that you want to share about uh, either Wonder Communities or uh, the Wonderverse platform or what you're doing there? Uh, I mentioned that uh, this is kind of alpha for the podcast, but right now, Wonder Communities, we're, we're working with 
a few alpha uh, partners to deploy it inside their communities. But if any of the listeners you know, are interested in uh, participating or reaching out about that, um, yeah, they can reach out to me um, or go to wondercommunities.com to, uh, to learn more about it. Great. We'll put links in the show notes on that. Cool. Uh, I'd like to uh, shift a bit and talk about your involvement with Bankless Japan and the international media nodes at Bankless DAO. And so maybe we can dive into that a little bit. Um, first of all, what is it? What is an international media node? I've, we've talked to a few people from, from around the world and who are participating in various either sub-DAOs or nodes of international media nodes at Bankless DAO. And so how would you characterize that group of people and how Bankless Japan fits into the organization? Yeah, uh, I think the way I describe the international media node is like you have the overall uh, Bankless DAO, um, but then there's uh, there's various connections into local um, geographies, um, like through the international media nodes, uh, like Bankless Japan, Bankless Korea, Bankless China, Bankless Sweden, etc. Um, and the the way I picture it is that the IMNs are um, you know just like on the ground uh, with um, spreading uh, the gospel, if you will, of, of Bankless DAO. Um, but I think partially through um, uh, translations of, of content um, that is shared uh, on Bankless DAO uh, into local languages, um, I think uh, that to me is kind of like the, the first step. Um, but then the next step is, you know, how do you how do you create um, original content uh, for for your local geography to um, to expand the knowledge of, of Web three um, and uh, you know try to achieve the goal of helping onboard the next billion people into the Web3. So there is a lot of autonomy uh, when it comes to uh, the international media nodes uh, in terms of what, what goes beyond sort of like the, the content. Um, so uh, at Bankless Japan, um, you know, we're, we're doing things like organizing in real life and uh, virtual events uh, for meetups. Um, we were also part of uh, doing some media write-ups uh, for Dow Tokyo and East Tokyo. And uh, I guess... Uh, Actually, maybe I'll answer answer the question of like how I got involved uh, in, in the next part. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I was actually curious. Uh, I meant to ask you. You know, I, I it's funny. We're a bankless. We're both a bankless DAO. We've both been there for a while, and uh, we just met at at East Denver, and mm-hmm. I saw you up yes. on. I was walking through um, Biddle Week, the building there. I forget the name of the building, but anyway. Um, and I, I look over and I see this Bankless Japan uh, uh, on the on the um, <laughs> screen, and I see two guys up there. And I went out to the side. I just stood there for a while. I waited till you came off the stage, and I was going to say hi. Well, you guys were mobbed afterward, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just I'll come back some other time. <laughs> so then we ran into each other at the Bankless HQ yeah. meetup. Yeah. Uh, and so we were able to um, share notes over a beer there, so that was fun. But yeah, I don't even know what you were yeah. presenting on. <laughs> I know it was Bankless Japan, yeah. but I don't know the content of the presentation. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the TLDR for, for, for the presentation was uh, just like sharing um, uh, community building lessons uh, in Japan, like through Bankless Japan. Um, a, a lot of it was, you know, like how do you recognize like cultural nuances and, uh, you know, like how, um, how to engage with um, a Japanese uh, community. The funny thing is, I always tell people um, I'm part of Bankless Japan, but uh, I am neither Japanese uh, nor do I live in Japan. Um, but I am a very frequent visitor uh, to Japan. 
<laughs> I just tapped that loud. It reminds me of a, it reminds me of some some comedy skit that I I just popping into my head. I am neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm neither Japanese nor do I speak Japanese, uh, and and uh, nor nor do I live there. Nor do but, I live there. Um, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I play one like, on the, the, TV. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, so uh, like whenever whenever I do these presentations or, or I talk about Frankfurt Japan, people naturally just speak Japanese to me, and I'm just like, oh, I'm learning right now. I can't really respond, but uh, you know, happy to happy to answer any questions. Um, the funny story about uh, my involvement with that is that um, I I made a really good friend, uh, like one of my best friends in school uh, is Japanese, um, and uh, he had come over to Canada to to study, and we became really good friends. Uh, we became such good friends that uh, when he told me his wife was pregnant, I jokingly said like, "Oh, you should make me, you know, godfather to to your kid." Uh, and I just, you know, kind of just said that as a joke. Um, but then fast forward a few months later, he's like, "Ed, I can't make it to an exam." And I'm like, "Oh, why not?" He's like, "My wife is giving birth right now." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, you should definitely not make the exam." But he's like, "Oh, and I made you godfather." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right." I was just kind of joking, but I guess uh, I will take it more seriously now. And, um, and, and since then, like he's, uh, of course, like after graduation, he returned back to Tokyo to live because um, he has a full-time job there. Um, but then I, I know it started as a joke when I said like, hey, you should make me godfather uh, to your kid. But um, I, I, for whatever reason, I took it very seriously. Um, and so uh, I, I try to visit uh, my friend and my godkids uh, every year. Um, and so uh, since, since he made me godfather to his first child, uh, he's had two, two additional children. Uh, my godkids are one and a half, seven, and ten, uh, and uh, yeah, I just really love spending time with my friends, uh, my godkids, and a lot of that uh, actually drives sort of like the things I'm involved in um, in in Web three, uh, which yeah, we can like touch on. Yeah. So what else? There's there's so much, and yet, <laughs> what's what's next for you? I mean, you're obviously working on on Wonder, um, and, and you've been traveling a lot. Are you traveling for Wonderverse? Or are you traveling for Bankless Japan? Or kind of freelancing? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's more like traveling for, for myself. In my in my previous life in, in Web2, like there wasn't much traveling. Um, it was, you know, both mostly in my home in Canada. Um, but now that Web3, there's there's a lot of uh, remote work. Um, and, uh, you know, you can really work anywhere, especially because like the teams are very global in nature. Um, I just decided to, you know, be able to maximize my traveling. Um, I mean, I say that, but a lot of my traveling is to um, Japan and, uh, and Korea. Um, but I guess like to answer your question of like, you know, sort of like what's next, I, I in addition to like Wonder and, um, and Bankless Japan, like um, I, I do participate in several DAOs and projects that um, put an emphasis on like empowering women and, and allies in, in Web3. So my three god kids are all three god daughters. Um, and so what drives me a lot in this space is like I want to create a better future for them. Like when they grow up, I want them to have like really uh, strong role models that they can look up to and, and participate in this new economy, new industry, uh, new technology. Um, and so, yeah, like I participate in, in things like Blue BlueDAO, Metagama Delta. And then uh, what, an interesting thing that's spun out of uh, Dow Tokyo and East Tokyo is that um, I, I helped organize a woman in Web3 dinner. At first, it started with uh, just, just uh, having dinner with a friend at Gitcoin. Um, and then uh, when I met uh, a local student, uh, Manu, in, uh, that was actually at a Dawathon event, uh, she was just commenting how like, there needs to be a lot more like, um, you know, cross-culture connections um, of, of Web3. A lot of like Japanese 
Watu community is somewhat isolated um, from from the international community. So I decided to just kind of just like said like, hey, you know what? Actually, instead of like a dinner between like one or two people, like I should just invite uh, because like it was Dow Tokyo and Tokyo, and a lot of international um, you know community was here. Um, I organized a women in Web three East meets West, inviting uh, women in the Japanese Web three community and women in the international community. Um, like a small intimate dinner of like twelve people, um, just to, like help because uh, uh, at the beginning, like the the bridge builder uh, comment, um, I tried to create a uh, create a small um, intimate environment where folks can uh, meet uh, meet each other and um, and build relationships and build build uh, bridges um, cross culturally. Um, and then something that spun out of it, which I think is kind of cool, is um, someone suggested like in that dinner um, to create like a, a onesama dao. Uh, Onesama uh, being um, older sister. And so uh, I, I think a DAO is being spun out uh, of that dinner to have women mentoring other women. Um, but I guess the, the slight variance on that compared to like other um, other mentorship programs uh, is that there's also a cross-culture component. And so it's not just mentorship, but also like of, of someone more, uh, you know, more in-depth into Web3 versus someone who's new. Uh, there's also the cross-culture aspect uh, and bridging cultures, uh, which I think is kind of cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm starting to get uh, more involved in that, like helping with like uh, process planning and, and just like organization organization of that. Wow, thanks for mentioning that. I had no idea you were involved in um, the Women in Web3 um, project and, and events. So we'll definitely include that in the show notes. This kind of brings us to another topic and I don't want to uh, go off on too much of a tangent. Um, but, you know, given the... And we've talked about this before on the show, and that the popular press and the media drumbeat, and, and especially in the U.S., um, about uh, all the horrors of crypto and blockchain, and that there's no use case. And I think what you're doing here, both with this uh, women in Web three um, activity, as well as the kinds of tools you're working with, and what you're trying to accomplish there, these kind of things speak. Uh, the counterbalance to that argument that we're not talking about financialization, the government It is trying to figure out how to work together better, how to leverage your skills and abilities, how to build community. Uh, These are things that are missing and these are things we need to do better at and blockchain and these technologies can help facilitate it. Yeah. I I, I think, I think one of the, one of the very important aspects of, of Web3 is the community, uh, community building, um, collaboration, and like how do you um, how do you build like on-chain reputations? How do you like make it easy for people to work together collaboratively? Um, I, th- I think it's um, like I think with any new technology, I think it's um, you know uh, any sort of like incumbents or, or folks in the previous generation of technology is always you know a little little skeptical, a little bit hesitant about trying new things, but. I think if you take the approach of introducing things like little by little, um, and especially like in very familiar formats, um, but you don't like sort of put the technology front and center, um, then I think it's then it helps with uh, transition and adoption. Uh, because I think until we start focusing on the benefits of of Web three, um, putting that front and center rather than the technology, like I understand technology is amazing um, and, and it can help uh, facilitate a lot of uh, benefits and value. Really, at the end of the day, it's not really about the technology. Um, it, the technology is, is the backbone uh, and infrastructure, um, but it's it's more about like, you know, what benefits uh, and, and why is Web3 better than, than Web2, uh, but from a purely benefits to the end user perspective. Right. What's the human side of it? How's the benefit humans? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. 
It's like, just like early internet. It tends to uh, attract folks that like to, to tinker. And it's not brought, uh, mainstream until you can get past that and uh, just be able to use a thing without understanding necessarily all the plumbing beneath. And that's the same place we're at right now with blockchain. And I'd also agree that just because it's an interesting and use, could be use, can be useful tool doesn't mean it's appropriate for everything. What are you trying to protect? Are you trying to protect a, a, a box of dust? Or are you trying to protect a community? <laughs> it's you know it's all scaling i meant poor poor example yeah 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 well it's the security security is definitely depends on the dust if it's gold dust it's definitely important if it's gold then fine. right <laughs> yeah exactly yes yeah 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 uh yeah i i think i think if you can create like a, a safe and inviting environment uh for 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 folks um then then you can onboard more people right um because I, I think partly why people are skeptical is that, you know, they're afraid of like the downside of like, you know, what could go wrong. Um, but, but if you're very intentional about like making sure something is safe and very inviting, um, then, you know, like then that actually alleviates some of that concerns. Um, I just want to shout out like another like bankless uh, member, Downlore. Oh yeah. Downlore. I meant to mention you'd met Downlore as well. Yeah. He's, he's on the InfoSec team. Uh, yeah. He's like a really great guy. And I know he's working on like some projects related to like security education um, yeah, he's, he's kind of like my, my travel buddy, oh, I didn't know conference that. buddy. Well, we're going to have him on soon. <laughs> oh, excellent. All right. Yeah. We're going to have a whole information security thing and download is going to be oh, that's perfect. involved. Yeah. In that. Nice. Yeah. I, I know he's working on like, uh, really good things about education. Um, I, I recently attended, um, uh, a web three gaming conference and uh, someone mentioned, um, actually only one person mentioned this, but I thought it was a really good point. Um, is that, uh, web three gaming, uh, in terms of adoption, uh, it's slowly but surely it is growing, but I think one of the hurdles is that you know uh, th there needs to be a lot more done with security because it's one thing to ask someone to hey you should create a wallet or, or like quote unquote like onboard to Web three so you can play this game, um, but part of it is the the risks of asking someone who's not super familiar with like Web three technology and like managing their wallet to do it so that they can play your game. It's kind of scary for someone if, if that's their first experience to Web three. So there, there needs to be more intentional designs. Like if, if that is the case, you know, how do we make it uh, like a very smooth process that the person feels safe and that they're not creating this wallet that, you know, they're going to, you know, buy, buy in-game assets and things like that, um, but possibly lose it because, you know, due to like a phishing attack or something. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, I, I think security is definitely like one hurdle to, to address like for mass, mass Web3 adoption. Yeah. In fact, um a little pre-alpha here on an upcoming episode is we're going to be talking with a security company who actually originated in gaming and what they learned through their development work and the gaming side of it was that they ended up uh, morphing and evolving into into a security company because that was so much of their engineering work and the priority that had to be uh, focused on it's like well you know what let's just do that <laughs> and um you know i'm paraphrasing and, and probably butchering the narrative but uh, but that's essentially what they did they they pivoted from a gaming company to security because security is so important yeah that's, that's good to know but it, but it makes sense like yeah it's all the background stuff so you're talking about other kinds of communities and and like gitcoin specifically friends with benefits fwb uh, joke dow uh, guild.xyz um, you'd mentioned them in some other contexts, and those are some that keep coming up in the, the circles I'm in as well. So did you want to speak to maybe any of uh, I think those are some of the organizations that may also be using yeah. uh, Wonderverse. Am I correct on that? Uh, yep, yep, some, some of them are. Um, 
I, I guess the the thing I want to mention is that um, so yeah, like I'm a uh, I'm a FWB uh, member, and I, I think I think that's like one really cool thing about uh, Web three um, is that uh, well, for, first of all, like I think uh, folks in Web three in general are very uh, open uh, and and very friendly, whether to like you know hop on a call and like have a chat or or like you know help help you with uh, things that you know like you want to learn more about, um, and I think like. Having social groups like FWB uh, is is really cool, especially for uh, for folks that um, are traveling. So whenever whenever I'm going anywhere new, um, I typically will, will see if there's anybody uh, locally in FWB that I can meet up with. Um, and the same with like uh, other communities I'm part of, like Kernel. Uh, and and I've actually met some like really good friends um, that way. I definitely don't see that as much in Web two, um, and I think. Partially because, like in in Web three, there is definitely a degree of trust if people are part of certain communities like Kernel or FWB, um, and and I think that just makes at least like my, my travel experience a, a lot better. Being able to like meet up with people, but like the way I describe it is that you know to my friends that are not in Web three is that because I joined you know these communities, um, I feel like you know I have um, like like globally um, a community of familiar strangers because um, like I may not know them very personally. Uh, but I feel connected to them uh, through the communities that we're part of, uh, and especially because like there's a certain level of trust because they're part of uh, certain communities that you know I can you know have a have a much better experience like when I meet them. And I think, yeah, like I, th- I think that's something very powerful uh, that you find in Web three uh, versus like Web two. Yeah, familiar strangers. That's a phrase I hadn't heard before, but I like it. Uh, yeah, there's a certain comfort level, a certain. Um, instant rapport, if you will, on some yeah. level that, that kind of gets past that awkwardness when you're meeting new people. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah. had that happen to me when I went to Denver. I mean, I, I walked into the hotel and, and I just kind of did a scan and I, and I saw a shirt. I saw a person wearing a shirt that I recognized and I went over and I said, hi, I'm Drosian. You may know my name. We've never met. Anyway, but no, it was great. Uh, and you have that instant familiarity and you have some shorthand and, and birds of a feather, find the others, whatever phrase you want to use. And it's a great way to do that. And it's still a, you know, a pretty small industry. And so as you, if you travel right. around and go to any of these events, you start running into some of the same people, um, <laughs> which is cool. But then it also helps you realize like, oh, yeah, this industry is not that big yet, but it is global. And so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's right. And and I think like one great thing about um, like Web3 conferences is that um, there, there seems to be uh, conferences uh, around the world. Uh, and I think that's like a like a really great opportunity to, you know, just like learn more culturally um, how different um, communities either participate in Web3 or view Web3. Um, and even just like uh, because of the, the global nature um, of crypto and, and, and Web3, um, it, I think it opens like a more open world compared to like working in Web two, uh, or at least that's that's from what I've found. Because whether it's through Wonder or like through Bankless Japan or or like um, like some of the DAOs I'm involved in, yeah, like people are just all over the world. I, I just picture back back in my life as uh, in, in Web two, and like I definitely don't see um, you know the same uh, level of like connection um, as I do in Web three. It's usually very localized, right? Like, or depending on the nature of your job, but I would say like, you know, like 90% of, of Web two jobs are very like, you know, you kind of talk to your, your own colleagues. Um, and you know, you don't really talk to one definitely like outside of your country, but Web three enables that. And I think as participants in Web three, it's just a, a great opportunity to learn, um, exponentially faster, um, compared to like a Web two, because like the, the way I think of it is that in, in Web, in Web three, uh, if you're part of like, let's say a few DAOs, you know, you can learn something from like one DAO 
and then immediately apply it to like three other projects that you're involved in or three other communities you're involved in. Whereas I think in like in the Web2 uh, context, you know, you learn something, but you don't really share that to another organization until you actually leave the organization. And then you're like, hey, this is something that we tried at my old company. Let's try it here. But that that learning process is, of course, like much slower compared to uh, Web3. So yeah, well, and you're often not allowed to. Right, right. Ex- exactly, exactly. So um, yeah, I, I think we just like learn exponentially faster in, in Web3, which is, yeah, really exciting. Yeah, and then the flip side of that is is the coordination is still is still a problem. I mean, I'll just keep coming back to Wonderverse, but I mean, tools like that are important for helping to smooth this out because as organized as I like to be, and uh, I just hate dealing with <laughs> admin. Alan was even saying that it's like admin on your life. You know, he was talking about just simplifying in general, just because there's just so much to deal with in, in just in life. And then if you get into Web3, there's so many rabbit holes you can you can go down. But if you can take a set of skills and a set of skills that you would like to develop and combine that with passions that may be um, resonate across communities, when well, if you can find a set of tools that just streamline that, that's the holy grail, right? I haven't found it yet, but I don't think any of us have. But that's where we're trying to go with it. And there's just a lot of moving parts right now. And to me, it's a lot of opportunity for, you know, streamlining that process, doing better tooling, uh, building it on blockchain, whatever. There's a lot of things that are kind of janky. The user experience is is not good. (laughs) You know, how many steps do you have to do to onboard somebody new just to, let's say, even if you're doing some creative project on your own, you create an NFT on whatever platform and you just want your friend to buy it who isn't in this space. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It needs to be two clicks. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not there. <laughs> to me, it's an opportunity. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, we can either build cool stuff or we can build more horror stories. So let's build cool stuff. Well, I, I was just going to only add that, you know, like it's definitely a group effort to, to advance that. And, and I think the, the nature or the ethos of, of Web3 being more collaborative and, and more transparent, I think it lends itself to that being more collaborative and being able to, you know, build something together. So I, I'm definitely bullish on Web3. As am I. I wanted to loop back and I, and I kind of glossed over a little bit when you were um, touching on women in Web3. Um, do you have anything in the works planned that's upcoming or did you have any key takeaways from that that really resonated with you that I meant to touch on that and then I didn't? Yeah, uh, the DAO is called uh, Onesama DAO. Onesama being uh, the Japanese word for older sister. Older sister. Um, I, I think the, the takeaway is um, yeah, like if, if anyone wants to like participate in, in Onesama DAO, um, whether as like you know, participant or as an ally, like, yeah, feel free to, to also reach out to me. We are trying to build out um, something in Japan uh, specifically, um, just because like, you know, like it, it kind of spun out of like Dow Tokyo and, and ETH Tokyo. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we would love to like get either mentors or mentees um, or even just like folks that can contribute to it. Um, but that's, yeah, that's being built right now. Awesome. Excellent. Well, we'll put all this stuff in the show notes. And um, yeah, I was really happy to hear about that. We've touched on a number of things. Wonderverse, your work with Bankless Japan and international media nodes, a little bit of background before. Um, Yeah, anything else before we wrap it up? Um, There's a lot going on, even though we're in a bear market. (laughs) 
I, I think the only thing uh, I'll, I'll add, and this is like uh, alpha, and uh, I don't want to like spill spill too much info info about it, is that at Dow Tokyo East Tokyo, um, you know, I was able to uh, like connect and build stronger uh, relationships with uh, Bankless Korea, Bankless China. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, right, right, I think right now, like there's, there's talks, um, or conversations, discussions, um, about, you know, like a, a bankless Asia, uh, concept because there's, there's a lot of synergies between the, the different IMNs in, in Asia. Um, so yeah, like there's just something in the works, uh, with a bankless Asia concept. Right. just wanted to put that out there. Very cool. Well, we'll, uh, have to loop back with you on that. Okay. All right, Ed. Well, thanks a lot. It's been great having you on the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to running into you again somewhere in the world. Uh, do you have any events you're planning on attending that you're aware of in the near future? Yeah, I, I'm actually going to go to um, ETH Waterloo uh, for Waterloo Blockchain Week uh, at the end of this month. Uh, so I'm going to go where uh, where it all started. All right. So that'll be the end of June. And then uh, are you going to Permissionless by any chance? That's in September. Uh, at the moment, I don't have plans to, but uh, I feel like uh, a, a lot of a lot of what I do in this space is sort of, you know, like I, I go where the wind takes me. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully the wind blows us in the same direction uh, again sometime soon. Hope so. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. This has been Making Bank, a production of Bankless DAO. If you'd like to learn more about Bankless DAO, please visit bankless.community on the web for more information and how to get started. And of course, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, and follow on your favorite podcast platform.